podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, Coach. Uh, welcome to the podcast today. Before we jump in, I would like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market, bar none. They are awesome. They rock. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Um, those machines are sturdy. They, they will not break down. They were like my old Explorer. They run, 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 run. Um, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's your one-stop shop for basketball coaches. Um, it's unlike anything out there, you know, you can join all these other courses, but I'm guarantee you don't get their cell phone number. You don't get one-on-one calls. You don't get, you know, Hey, Tuesday, I need to call with you. Um, that's what teach makes teachhoops.com different. We have everything you need to become a better basketball coach. Doesn't matter if you're youth, doesn't matter if you're high school, doesn't matter if you're college. We're here to help. We're here to mentor you through this great journey we call coaching. All right, let's head off to the podcast. I am super excited to have Coach Jennings here um, and uh, and have her talk about her, her first year coaching and kind of her basketball journey. So Coach Jennings, I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to have you introduce yourself and then just kind of tell the audience a little bit about your basketball journey, both hopefully as a player and as a coach. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Coach Jennings. Hey, Steve. Thank you so much for the intro. Um, as Steve said, my name is Special Jennings. I am the head basketball coach at Montverde Academy. Um, last year was my first season at Montverde Academy, which I would sum up as a, uh, a great rocky one. Um, you know, some people think our record meant that it was a perfect season. By far, it was not. You know, there was bumps and bruises along the way. Um, but very, very good year. Um, I started out coaching. Um, ooh, I don't even know the year. 2013, maybe? <laughs> 14? I started out at Wright State uh, University. And after that, my journey took me to Augusta University down in Augusta, Georgia. I was there for about three years. Um, ended up going from there to Flagler College which is in St. Augustine, Florida, um, for one year with Erica Lane Montgomery, who is now the assistant coach at Florida. Um, and then once she decided to take that position at Florida, I ended up at the University of Illinois Chicago in Chicago, Illinois, um, as the associate head coach for two, two years. And then my journey- so the University to- of Chicago, the D3 school? No, University of Illinois at Chicago, Division okay, One. Where, where is that? I don't even know if I know where that is. Downtown, downtown Chicago. Downtown. Okay. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. It's right in the South Loop, downtown yep. Chicago. Um, it's about twenty-five minutes from the University of Chicago. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So I was there two years, and then um, this opportunity came out, uh, came up, and I, I was like, man, I, I have to take it. Um, but prior to obviously coaching, played basketball my entire life. Um. Started out, I think I was about 12 or 13 years old, played AAU for Ohio, ended up going to Xavier for four years, which was, in my opinion, a great four years. Uh, we were conf- uh, won four um, season championships, four NCAA appearances, an elite appearance in 2010. Um, and so we, we were, you know, we had a really, really, really great team. We were top three in the country my last two years. So great experience. Um, but that, you know, as a, as a junior in college, I knew that probably coaching was my niche and that I would, that I would 
get ready to um so did, did you did how you play change when you start thinking like that that's an intriguing thing to me like when as a junior in college you go oh i might want to be a, did how you looked at practice and those things pivot how did that how did that come about no um i still was a player at that point you know i wasn't trying to be a coach okay. i was still you know special jennings the player still had teammates still you know all those things so I think it was, you know, once I went to, once the season was over as a senior and I went to the So You Want to Be a po Coach program, um, you know, the light shifted then. I still was, I still went to Europe, you know, I still played professional basketball. So it didn't happen right away for me. Um, but again, the thought was in my mind. So once I was in Europe, I started kind of studying and looking at things from a different perspective. But as a player, I was a player. Okay. Okay. Um so tell me about your first name. I think you have the greatest first name I've heard in a really long time. How is there a backstory to your first name? You know what? No, I don't think so. I think my mom okay. says that she just wanted my sisters and I to, to be different. Um, I have three sisters. Um, my oldest sister is Treasure. Um, my middle sister is Wonderful, and my younger sister is Destiny. So I'm, I'm not really sure what. what there's no. There's. A, I, I figured there might be a backstory. Like your mom thought, oh, this one's going to be special. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a great name. I love it. I don't um, know. I guess Treasure was her pot of gold. Wonderful was she was feeling great. Special, she felt she felt like queen of the world. I don't know. Yeah. And Destiny, she was destined to be great. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I just I just wondered. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've taught for 30 years. I don't think I've ever taught a special. So that I mean, that's you know, you basically get the most names at some point if you teach long enough. But I think it's a it's a great name. It's a great name. Um, so Tell me the difference in your in your world about going from being an assistant to a head. How was that pivot? How was that difference? How was that similar and how was that different? Uh, the similarities is that the game is still the same. I think that basketball is basketball, no matter where you go. No one invented the wheel. So you're still seeing a lot of the same things that you would have saw as an assistant as a head coach. Um, the greatest difference is obviously you're making the decisions now and that everything falls on your shoulders. So, you know, as an assistant, you really, something happens. It's just like, okay, well, you know, head coach is going to get the heat for that. <laughs> but now right. it's like you're, you're getting the heat. And so um, that, that would be the, the biggest difference. You're making decisions. You know, you're, you're actually getting to utilize your voice more and you're doing things in a way in which you would want to do it. You know, as an assistant, your job is just to make suggestions and just have ideas. You, you don't make any final anything. Right. Um, no matter, you know who you are as an associate head coach, you know, I still didn't make the final decision. And so, you know, that that's the biggest difference. Yeah, I think I tell I tell the young coaches that listen, it's like as an assistant, you're you you basically should regurgitate as much as you can mm -hmm. and you should try to learn as much as you can. But you know, throw ideas. The coach is gonna the head coach is gonna make the final decision anyway. So it doesn't like you can throw out ideas and see if any of them stick. Um, but you can't take it personally when they don't stick because you're not the captain of that ship, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I say, I always say that, that, uh, that, that 12 inches is, a, is, there's a big difference in that 12 inches on the bench, you know, um, between the head coach and shifting over 12 inches to the left is a big, it's a big shift for a lot of people. Um, practice. So what do you consider? So Big things at practice. What do you consider big things at practice? And what what have you learned? What a great coaching career, to be honest with you, because along the way, I'm sure you learned a lot. What are some things you learned about practice along the route and things that you implement that you think are important? 
Well, if you look at one of our practice plans, I think that every day there's going to be uh, the intangibles that, that are in a game. So what I mean by intangibles, we're going to have a drill that consists of passing. We're going to have a drill that consists of layups. You have a drill that consists of shooting. You're going to have a drill that consists of rebounding, you know, and defense, um, because those are intangibles. That's going to be in every game, no matter who you play. You're going to have to do those, those things. Right, right. Um, and so I kind of just base our practices off that. You know, what, where are we at um, from a defensive standpoint? Where are we at from an offensive standpoint? And kind of just implement those things in practice. Um, you know, this week we may be focusing on being in, in help. You know, so we're doing a ton of drills of maybe, you know, help, 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 to help, or those type of things, rotation. You know, the very next week, we may have to get better offensively. I may have to put in a different set. We may have to scrap something and put something else in that 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 um, is better for our, for our young ladies and puts them in better situations offensively. Um, so, you know, it's week to week, week by week, day by day, um, when, when building a practice plan, in my opinion. You know, that, that's just how I go about it. Did you notice any big differences between jumping from program to program about how they did practice? Yeah, obviously every head coach is, is a little different, you know, and some of them, um, you know, I, I, I use the, the line of I'm grateful that I was able to work at multiple um, universities and get to work under multiple different, you know, multiple people because each one of the head coaches I worked for were very different. And so I was able to see something very different and get in game, you know, different ideas and different ways that they went about things. You know, one coach was, we pressed. One coach, we, you know, we kind of played back a little bit. We did, we had different defensive packages. One coach was more offensive minded. Um, and so getting to pull something from each of them and kind of add that to my package and what I wanted to do um, was, was great. I think that is, is kind of hard when coaches are, and it's not a bad thing. Let me say that. It's not a bad thing when coaches work at one institution for a long time. I just think that sometimes it's you become a little stagnant when you work for one person for a very long time because that one person does things a certain way. And there's a million ways to skin a cat. And so I think that when you get an opportunity to see those different things, well, now your approach is different. You can you can go at it in many different ways because you're going to get a lot of things thrown at you. And so having, having a multitude of ways of figuring it out um, is what helped me. Yeah, and I tell and I tell young coaches that too. It's like the, the, the all the all that part is all of that is part of your journey, <laughs> and it's part of your life experience. And you know, take a little bit of everything. Eventually, you got to be you, but you know, you can learn just like you learn from different teachers. You're learning from different coaches. Um, I think that's a great thing. Uh, what what do you think is the most overtaught skill, and what do you think is the most undertaught skill? I've never asked this question too. I thought about it last yesterday on my walk with my dog. So, so you're the first person to have to answer this one, but most overtaught, most undertaught skill in basketball. Um, the most overtaught skill, I think right now, this generation is the Euro step and like unrealistic things. I think that things you don't do in a game. You're right. I would agree. Yeah. Things that you're not doing. The most undertaught skill is fundamentals. I think that, you know, when I was coming up and when you're watching like the, the really, really good pros, you know, like a Steph Curry, a LeBron, a Kevin Durant, or if you look at a Diana Taurasi, a, um, Candace Parker, a, you know, a Jantel Lavender, a, you know, those people, the fundamentals. You know, I watched 
You know, when I'm watching these training sessions, they're not teaching you the triple threat package. You know, I was coming up, everything was triple threat, triple threat, which teaches you balance, coordination, all those things. Now you can talk, catch it, put the ball on the floor. Everybody is dribble, 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 dribble. And again, that's that's not only from what's being seen on TV, that's what's being taught. Um, And so I, I think that is just, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. We were teaching bad habits. Um, so yeah, that, those are the two things. Well, I when you start doing the math on it, how much are you actually dribbling? How much are you actually, att- I mean, there's five people, even if you have the ball 20% of the time, anyway, it's yes. All these people that are basically, um, all the pe- people that you're basically attacking is, um, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it's a skill that's way over taught in, in, in my opinion. Um, Let's see. Uh, let me think. Um, one one failure that you had as a coach. Oh, one failure. I would say that I made the mistake of um, we had a young lady that um, was an addition. I only say an addition. I think she changed her uniform or something like that. And um, <laughs> this was as an assistant too. I forgot to put her number in the book. And so we got a technical foul in the game. She came into the game because she was not in the book. Um, so I, I would think that that was probably one of the biggest like slow moments I had as, as an assistant or as a coach period. Um, no. was, it was kind of embarrassing, but yeah, I think that was, that was the biggest one for me. Um, if you could, uh, if you could talk to one coach, who would you talk to and why? If I could talk to one coach, who would I talk to and why? I think that, um, if I could sit down and have a one-on-one with one coach, I think I would talk to Dawn Staley and okay. I said because of her, her journey. And I played actually Dawn, Dawn was, um, she was a coach. She coached at Temple when I was at Xavier. And so in passing and things like that, we know each other through passing and things. But if we can sit and have a one-on-one, I would love to pick her brand. She's from the inner city of Philly. Um, so similarity and upbringing. She's played basketball at the highest levels. Um, so as a, as, a, as a player, she's won a gold medal as a player. She's won a gold medal as a coach. She's won an NCAA championship. So she's won on every level possible. I would love to, to, to just kind of sit down and talk to her her journey and her thoughts and what's, you know, what's, what's her satisfaction when you pretty much have everything. What, what, what do you, where do you go from here? What do you do? You know, what is your day to day? You know, all types of different things. But if I can sit down and talk to one person, it, it will definitely be Dawn Staley. That would be an interesting one. If you could, if, if you could pick one offense and one defense to run, what would it be? Offensively? Um, I would say international ball screen or the Princeton offense. I say Princeton because there, there are so many different options out of the Princeton, you know, from back doors to cutting handoffs, ball screens, so many different things. But then also international ball screen because you get all of that plus the ball screens. A lot of teams are not very good at guarding ball screens. And, you know, they may guard one way and now you're doing something different. Um, so. I, I'm a fan of those two offenses. Um, okay. Defensively, 
I definitely, in this generation, I love, I love the pack line defense with pressure. And I say pack line because a lot of a lot of teams nowadays can't really shoot the three. And so forcing offenses to really, really, really be able to score. Um, but also, you know, we get after it. And I like to get out in that full court and, and pressure people and see who can really handle the ball and what people do, you know, with their backs against the ball. So um, either of those. Either of those. Okay. Um, I'm going to run through my rapid fire with this. These are really quick questions. Um, favorite brand of basketball? Favorite ball you use? Oh, Nike. Okay. One word to describe your ideal player? Tough. One sporting event. You go to one sporting event in the entire world. What would it be and why? Oh, stop it. The Browns game. Come on, man. <laughs> Cleveland Browns football. I love the Browns. Dog pound. Okay. Uh, uh, a favorite pregame or postgame meal? I have to go with, um, I love cream spinach. Probably uh, baked chicken and, I don't know, maybe my wife's yams. Okay. I, I don't think I've had that one before. <laughs> uh, uh, what does your game day, like last year, look like? Your game day. So my game day is just um, I come in to the office. Um, my assistant does a phenomenal job of, of having a gym. Um, already ready, everything we have going on. Um, so I'm in my office, you know, I put together my clipboard on the back of my back of my game board. I have uh, cut out a couple key things. So I have an overtime play, an offense, you know, a three-point shot, a two-point shot, um, a quick hitter, all things on the back that I will utilize in that game that's just on the spot. Um, I will make sure I have that detail. And I sit in my office, I listen to music. Um, my wife would come, she'd do my hair, do my makeup, and um, I get to the gym. You know, I get to the gym, the ladies are already be on the floor. I put our board together on what we're gonna do, you know, starters, offense, defense, those type of things. And then I'll, I'll have um, some type of quote that I wanna use in the pregame speech for the young ladies, um, just to kind of get them thinking and, and get them ready for the game. And um, we go from there. Okay, perfect. Uh, do you have any superstitions? Uh, not really. I don't think okay. that, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not a superstitious person of the pole and all that. Uh, that's never really been my thing. Okay. Uh, what do you, one thing you do to relax? Uh, one thing I do to relax. I, I love, you know, which I, lo I love watching sports. So like today, today when we feel the NFL football and, um, some type of brunch. I love brunches. Ooh, I do too. Yeah. I miss, I miss a good brunch. Uh, one coaching technique you think is important? Fundamentals. Okay. Yes. Describe oh. your per describe your perfect player in five or less words. Tough, gritty, um, disciplined, um, selfless, and uh, energy giver. Okay. Uh, best basketball player you have seen in person. Best basketball player I've seen in person. Male or female? Best basketball player you have seen in person. That's wide <laughs> open. It's unfair. I'm going to give two. The okay. best male, okay. obviously, LeBron James. I, I've watched LeBron James. I've been to a game. Okay. Best female I've seen in person. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say probably, 
I, that's, a, that's a tough one. Female, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Brianna Stewart. Okay. A best basketball player of all time. Of all time? I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go with I love, I love Brian, but I'm going to give the Mamba his respect. I'm going to go with the Mamba. Okay. Uh, uh, teach If you could teach one basketball skill, what would it be? Oh, my God. Pull-up jump shot. <laughs> I'd say mid-range pull-up jump yes. shot because no one, no one teaches that anymore. Pull-up jump shot. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you can do that, you can, you can score every time. Oh, my goodness. And the way the game's being played right now with taking threes away and attack, if you can shoot a pull-up, you're like gold. I know. Uh, shot clock, yes or no? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, if you could change one thing about the game, what would you change? What you just said. We need a shot clock. Okay. Um, I think that, yeah. We definitely All right. need uh, Charge circle, high school, yes or no? Say it again. Charge circle, the charge semicircle, yes or no in high school? Yes. Yes. Okay. Best game you've seen in person? Best game I've seen in person. Uh, the final four two years ago, it was um, Notre Dame and who did they play? I, I do. Enrique hit a shot to win that game. Who that did they great. play? Mississippi State. Was it Mississippi yes. State? It was Mississippi. I think I remember that was a great. I'm telling you, the women's final. I well, I went to the. I saw Virginia win two years ago. Was it two years ago? Three years oh, ago. Yeah. And that was a great one. But I'm telling you, the women's final four has been better than the men's. Yeah, that game five years. Incredible. I know. It's just the games are better. Uh, uh, favorite quote. Favorite, favorite quote. I'm gonna say that what I said a couple of years ago. The work is the work. I think that because no matter how you look at it, how you go around it, it must be done. Okay. Uh, if you could go back to your 18 year old self, what would you tell your 18 year old self? <laughs> Ooh, I would tell my 18 year old self that, um, everyone is not against me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was 18. It was like the world was after me. Every, sometimes every time. that's okay. But yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So I would tell my 18 year old self that that is okay to, to, be open and be vulnerable and, and, and everyone's not against me. Okay. Uh, quarters or halves? Quarters. Quarters. Okay. Uh, best basketball coach of all time? <laughs> Don Staley. <laughs> okay. Uh, ju uh, jump ball, yes or no? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, if you could recommend one book, what would you recommend? What Drives Winning. And who wrote that? Brett Letletter a great book that's a great mm -hmm. book all right so my last question for everybody when i do these is um if you could give advice to a young coach what advice would you give to a young coach that's listening to this podcast do it your way i think that the the, the problem nowadays is that as young coaches we go in listening to everybody about how how it should be done and how it should look and all these things and then you, you go into it trying to be something that you're not and trying to be someone that you're not. Um, you have to find your own, your own niche. Find who you are. If you go into it trying to be somebody else, you will be unhappy because you, you'll, never, you'll never be you. Um, and so, you know, one of the reasons, like I said, I use Don Staley as, a, as an example. I love Don Staley, but at the end of the day, I'm not Don Staley. You know? right. Do I think that I'm going to have success 
And could I have success for a long time? Absolutely. Is my journey going to look like Don Staley's journey? Absolutely not. Could I possibly, you know, get to a national championship and those type of things? In my opinion, yeah. But those those journeys look completely different. Right. Um, well, you know, I think that they, you just have to be authentically yourself and let. You know, I always tell coaches, there's only one Coach K, man. You don't try to be Coach K. Like, don't try. I mean, you can do stuff he does, and you can emulate some things, but there's only one of him. But like, I don't want anybody else though. Be yourself. Right. I don't you. want special Jennings. So when I leave, and you bring up my name, then that's my legacy right there. It's not special Jennings who acts like this person, or special Jennings who right. doesn't like this person. You right. talk about me, you're just gonna say special Jennings and leave it at that. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Coach. I appreciate you being on. No problem, Steve. Thank, Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. Um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.